Hello, we are three friends who like playing tabletop games and thought it would be fun to create characters based on movie and TV characters for role-playing games. I'm Karina, and I'm joined by... Ian and Matt. And this is Hollywood, Hollywood Rolls. Rolls. You give me 18 months, I give you a career. We make the big seizures, Jake. We make the big arrests. But if you're in my unit, you gotta be in it all the way or not at all. You understand me? I mean, I thought you were man enough to handle that shit. I guess I was wrong. Flip on your hydraulics, put on your favorite chain, and practice your wolf howl, because this week we are building Alonzo Harris from the movie Training Day. So I hadn't actually seen this before. I don't think oh, I mentioned really? that to you guys. Oh, oh. you kept that a secret, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm tricksy that way. <laughs> What'd you think? It was good. I feel like it. this would have been really good for me in, well, I don't know that I would have gotten the message in, in 2001 about mm. how shitty police are to people i grew up in southern california so yeah Yeah. (laughs) lapd growing up around rodney king um, as a child i kind of had an idea that lapd made me not so great the interesting thing for me today because when i watched it it was an entertaining movie i didn't realize the closeness to real life characters that were included in this movie i I definitely went down a rabbit hole today I, yeah. I went down some of that same rabbit hole. We're talking about the Rampart scandal here. <laughs> and uh, specifically Rafael Perez. Indeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, there was a little nod to in the with the car. His license plate was ORP 967, uh, ah. uh, Officer Rafael Perez, and he was born in 1967. Yeah, so you seem to be the scholar here, Ian. Can you oh, give yes. us a little rundown as to what <laughs> yeah. was the Rampart scandal? So the Rampart scandal involved Rafael Perez and a couple other officers, and uh, they Quite were just a few other officers, like, like fifty something, seventy I think something. Seventy. I think seventy something were implicated. Only like fifty something were like still like, were like found guilty, but yeah, still no, was, a staggering amount. <laughs> it turned in, into quite a costly venture for the LA Police Department because what ended up happening eventually, Rafael Perez was convicted of something, but he made a plea deal for five years in prison. And then became an informant and informed the shit out of everyone in the police department. You can't trust him. Yeah, he just flipped (laughs) on everybody. (laughs) Well, he is King Kong. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It turned into $125 million worth of settlements, and they had to vacate uh, more than 100 um, people from tainted testimonies. Yeah, I think they overturned, yeah, 120-something convictions. We're just like, oh. It's nuts. There goes, yeah, there, goes, there goes that record he was bragging about. <laughs> there goes the prisons he made and stocked, yeah. right? There yeah. goes all that money. Hmm. Sad. <laughs> Not. <laughs> uh, so it being my first time watching it, it was also Hi. my first time re-watching it. And mm. uh, Alonzo asking Roger at the very end in that little stinger, like, what you doing later? Oh, not at the very end, but... Uh, no, no, in the first time when he sees Roger. Yeah, so what you do As a way to like, confirm that he's going to be at home. Where are you going to be? Like, I need to make sure. His whole setup's going to work out right. Oh, so, yeah, Karina noticed another one, too. Yeah, so I had seen, yeah, I had seen it when it came out, or maybe not when it came out, but at some point shortly after, I think in college. People were like, oh, it's such a great movie. You know, no, no. So sometime within like a few years of it being out. And then kind of forgot about it besides the basic premise of, you know, bad LAPD cop be corrupt. <laughs> then watched it a couple of days ago. Like, okay, yeah, I kind of remember this movie. And then on my rewatch this afternoon, while he's getting in the, while Ethan Hawke and uh, Denzel are getting back in the car after, I forgot, let's see. Oh, from shooting Roger. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're really good. Sits down and there's just like a little moment of 
audio from Denzel that is saying, well, Alonzo, really. Oh, the bathtub being clean? You better yeah. make sure that bathtub is clean. I went, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I know what's going to happen in the bathtub. Even Hop doesn't know what's happening in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good uh, There's uh, setup and payoff, payoff, which is like, oh, on the yeah. rewatch, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. You really did have this planned for weeks. Indeed. That will, I think, come up in the class discussion Yikes. later. Yep. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I, the, the other thing that I thought was just brilliant and, you know, Denzel Washington's performance and the way they set up his character to constantly, like, disorient, then reprimand, then praise, yeah. and, like, just con- the constant gaslighting that's it taking is. place. It is really reminiscent of a very similar but very different character, J.K. Simmons Fletcher in Whiplash, which is, like, a, a teacher sort of authority figure who is constantly doing that exact same thing mm-hmm. of, like, praising because that's what that character really needs and wants yeah. that's what they're craving that's what yeah. they're going after and then just really laying into him so that he like he's breaking this him character down gets as a people right they understand yeah. like how to manipulate to the For nth degree sure. yeah he uses the tone in his voice masterfully like when he realizes okay he needs he needs to me you to know, back down like you can hear it like back off, like okay, okay. Yeah, didn't I see where we was, are now? I mean, he got the Oscar for a reason, right? This yeah. was a masterwork in this kind of character, and nobody had seen him play a baddie before. So it was like, oh, yeah. Denzel can really act. This yeah. is dark shit. We definitely get a lot more of that from Denzel afterwards. Yikes! For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get an Oscar, you get more roles this way. The other, the other thing I want to mention about the, the like the disorientation and knowing how to work people is there's one scene where he clearly doesn't when he's with the three wise men, yeah. like all of. Oh, Oh, yeah. regular moves which is why he made him like move off. to the other like okay newbie you go sit over there yeah but then we still see it like from his, like, his perspective but i also feel like ethan hawk you know with his you know, it's like what do you call him like a equalizer or something you've got the eyes the magic eyes the magic eyes mm-hmm. that's right because i was thinking it's a magic guy thing which is very popular <laughs> in the late 90s early 2000s I'm like oh, is it a scooter <laughs> he sees the world in 3d so i also sailboat feel like stupid. it's Mostly a sailboat boats, yeah. stupid yeah <laughs> i don't think we haven't done yet interesting anyway <laughs> Uh, that I, like, I feel like we keep cutting back to him. Like, is he hearing everything? Like, is yeah. this performative for him? It's not quite clear. It's like, you sit over there, but he can kind of hear everything. So is it just him like swinging his big dick around and being like, all right, newbie, you sit over there. You can't sit at the big boy table, but you see, I've got this all handled. See how I've got mm-hmm. everybody in my palm of my hand. I, I think it's a way of helping. Yeah, I think it is performative. I think we're not supposed to understand that Ethan Hawke's character is really able to overhear what's going on over there. It's just mostly like, over here enough to know that these people with authority. He was introduced, right? So yeah. he gets the context yeah. of like big things are happening and I guess I get to like have my little steak over here. <laughs> when I think it's to try and make him continue to feel small. Like, yes. Like he is not I think in it's both, here. right? It's yeah. like, hey, this could be you if you work for me. Ah, uh, sure. But yes. now, now I get to make you feel small. You sit at the kitty table over here while the big boys sit over here and maybe one day I'll let you sit over here. Give me 18 months and I'll give you a career. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing of, of him acting um, just from Denzel Washington's perspective mm-hmm. that yeah, the line King Kong ain't got shit on me was just completely ad-libbed. And it felt really visceral, too. It was like, yeah, okay, go. Go places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder how much of the rest of his was ad-libbed because there's certainly an attitude uh, that is projected throughout the movie. Yeah, that'd be interesting because the the writer, although being a not a person of color, <laughs> did grow up in the Rampart District. Mm-hmm. So I had some idea of the neighborhood and that kind of attracted a lot of the people to the project at the point was that they kind of got the idea um, down for like what the vibe of the neighborhood was, how the gang culture was. And they filmed in the gang neighborhoods, I, well, which I, is 
absolutely nuts. That yeah, that was really crazy to me. Not, not only that they filmed in the neighborhoods, they cast them. Yeah. The, they got permission, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T. Rogers, who's the founder of the Black Pea Stones Bloods in Baldwin, like this is the jungle area that they refer to in the movie, that he allowed them to film in the area um, with the condition that they cast people into the that were actual gang members. And I was watching a little bit of like a behind the scenes. Um, I found it on YouTube, but I, it, the way that it was shot leads me to believe it was probably like a DVD extra. From, oh, almost certainly. <laughs> from back in the day. That's where DVD extras go to die. That's where they That's where they live now, unfortunately, <laughs> which makes me sad. I want the, like, now in the days of streaming, we don't get those anymore. And it makes me sad. And director Antoine Fuqua, this is also like what was important to him is being able to go into these neighborhoods and get permission because that's what led him to be a filmmaker and his passion for this because he grew up in the projects of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and they were making movies in his neighborhood. And that's what led him to go, oh, this is cool. And they're like, yeah, come over here and check it out. He's like, I can do this? Like, really? And I was watching this background. It was so cute. Like, uh, the director and Denzel, they were like having little kids come over, like, yeah, here, look into the cameras. You, everybody, you could all do this one day if you want to, and it's so beautiful. It's like, yeah, representation matters, and you guys can yep. go be filmmakers if you want. You can go do anything you want. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of Anton Foucault, my favorite fact that I read today uh, was that he really wanted Ethan Hawke for this role for a particular reason that he had this sort of innocence to him. And if we were building Ethan Hawke's character for this movie, we have choir boy. A- <laughs> well, a strong argument for a uh, background that he cast him because he's such a nice guy, but there's something in his eyes that tells you he's seen something. Yeah, I also saw that in, in, the, in the behind the scenes that I saw today. I was like, oh, a little bit of a haunted one. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> Which I agree. If it was just like, a, and originally Tobey Maguire was slated and then he got kicked out because they, he wanted Ethan Hawke. They cast Tobey Maguire in an interim. I felt so bad for him. He, he like, like, did what? real work for this. He gained weight and he went like on a ride along with an undercover narcotics officer. For two months. And then they're like, sorry, Ethan Hawke's available. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Toby Maguire. Poor Toby Maguire. But I, I I agree. Like it wouldn't have been as good. Toby Maguire, you wouldn't believe that he would actually like flip and be that dark. Ethan Hawke does have that like that look. You're like, he can turn on that like smoldering look like, okay, this guy could go crazy, but he's just, he's towing the line. Which is what this movie is about, right? It's like, wh- what is the line between where you where you want to stay good and want to stay bad? Where is morality? And you get the sense, hey, Ethan Hawke's character could go bad at any point and be like, sure, boss, here we go. 18 months and I'm on. But nope, he stays good. So maybe one of you can help me with my one problem with the movie, which is like a yeah. fridge logic problem. Sure. Which is he hires the gangsters to assassinate him. There's the whole bathtub thing. Yeah. That, that goes wrong. Yeah. Because he saved the girl. Yeah, because he saved the girl, who was 14 and so definitely lucky. not 22 or 23. Nope, because that's how Hollywood works. <laughs> um, also, the streets hate you, don't you know this? Oh yeah, they, <laughs> high schoolers, they look, they're very mature for their age. They're definitely college students. Anyway, um, but why not use the uh, the other weapon to kill him earlier on? Like, what, I, I didn't understand why it was that he put that off till that moment. In Roger's house, you mean? Yeah. I think because it would have muddied his investigation, right? Because he needed to mm. clean like Roger died because here's what happened. And then, wait, sorry, I'm, wait, but, I'm but now, but now there's no explanation. Why, why not for, kill Hoyt in Roger's house? Yeah, there's no explanation really for why Hoyt died. I guess Hoyt died because he's been on out. PCP, and I guess he yeah. just got he was playing cards at the wrong place at the wrong time. That just it just felt like a one of if the, he was going to kill him anyhow. Why if he was going to kill him anyhow? Yeah. Why not there? And it just I, felt like a weak. I think detail. the idea was to distance himself from yeah. the death. I mean, I don't disagree. Like you know, his his partners were more than willing to just ice him there, but yeah. I think that would become a little bit. Harder to Harder explain. Harder to explain of like, mm-hmm. which, you know, mm-hmm. they, 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 it did seem like, you know, to your point, they had a solid alibi. Yeah. He got shot by him. 
okay, then who shot him? But we need we need him to shoot Roger. Now he ran away from the scene of the crime, went to this other gang. Maybe there is he now. He's yeah. been he's been corrupted in the gang. He's got <laughs> PCP in his blood, and he's been gambling recklessly with these thugs over here, and they killed him because gambling, I guess, <laughs> which seemed to be what they were being paid to do. They said fuck 211 times. Somebody did a counter. Wow. Okay. Behold my field of fucks. (laughs) Yes. It is apparently overgrown. Very plentiful. Yeah. I have a lot of fucks to give. So, Karina, there's one fact that I thought you would enjoy. Okay. Uh, Denzel Washington, his win this year for Best Actor for this movie. Yes. Was an upset. Do you know over (gasps) what? Oh, please tell me it was Gladiator. No, I see one that year. Oh, no. What was it? Russell Crowe still, but A Beautiful Mind. Oh, oh good. <laughs> I'm even happier now. It was interesting to me. I hated A Beautiful Mind. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't take Russell Crowe seriously. Tell me how you actually feel, Karina. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't like it. I wanted him to be... I loved the movie. I was like, I can't buy this man being a sincere actor. I'm sorry. It was To be fair, it was his better job, I think, for me as an actor. Mm-hmm. I almost believed him because he seemed a little out there, a little not great. I'm like, yeah, you're not doing well because you're not <laughs> knowing how to act. That's fine. Yeah, he did win the Best Actor Award, despite the fact that he has less screen time than Ethan Hawke, but he has such a strong screen presence in the movie. It is interesting, yeah. I don't know how all that rules work. Like, I'm constantly surprised sometimes. It's like, what what garners best versus supporting? Mm -hmm. There are no good rules. (laughs) Hollywood is kind of garbage when it comes to rules. Hollywood makes up their own rules. What makes people watch our show more? That's what it is. (laughs) Who watches it? Who cares anymore? One other thing I think is uh, worth bringing up is the uh, fun other cameos that were in this movie. Oh, oh so yeah, many good sure. cameos. Oh, yeah. we failed to mention Snoop. Yeah, we've got Snoop, we've got, got Dre, Dre, we've got Macy, Macy Gray. Gray. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I, I want to give a major shout out to Snoop because we've seen him, like he acts in a handful of films, but it's almost always you're just there to be the stoner guy on yeah. screen one time. Yeah. We get actual acting here and he it, a was, great job. it was perfectly, uh, not, not only perfectly acceptable, actually genuinely pretty good at that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if I didn't know that was Snoop, I would just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy did a great job. There's kind of a little bit of a plot hole with it. Um, yeah, I did notice that, too, on the rewatch. Because he knows him, right? He knows him. So he, why, he says that he knows Denzel's Why, character. when they pull up, is he like, I spell bacon? Like, you see like, you the know cop, he's you know? A cop. <laughs> yeah. was, it, was it because he was just trying to haze? I guess. The only reason, yeah, the only thing I would believe is that maybe this is not the first time that Alonzo's brought around a rookie and he's like, I see, we're going through the motions again, right? So I'm supposed to give this guy a hard time and say I smell bacon and... I get the impression that Alonzo was just really fucking with Jake in that scene. Like, he knew Blue was going to clock him, and he was like, yeah, no, run down the guy in a wheelchair. Well, I go... want you to run down the guy in a <laughs> <Yeah>. wheelchair. <laughs> but then why didn't he go, hey, Alonzo, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> he clearly knew him, but oh, right, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe he knew him enough, but not really. Maybe it was like, oh, I've heard, yeah. It, 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 was, it was, yeah, it stretched a little bit believability on a rewatch there, but still a great scene. And yeah, making him, making him do all the dirty work is, yeah. Very much what he would do. Yeah, Dre was fine. Dre, Dre was, was fine. also there. Yeah. yeah, he was also there. <laughs> he did the soundtrack. I think he did a better job in the like holding a gun and like like beating around like the room and then getting punched in the face was very and then like I'm gonna kill you. That was fun. Everything else was kind of wooden delivery. Mm-hmm. I kind of believed everything else a bit more. Macy was great. Oh, her, she her did part great. Was Absolutely, Macy was. <gasps> she was so good. I think she uh, on that uh, behind the scenes thing definitely a DVD extra that I watched today. <laughs> they interviewed her and she she had never acted before and she said that the director had just told her, just imagine what it's like to be this person and 
act that way. And I was like, okay, that seems like acting. She's like, that just changed my whole perspective. Like, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he had good notes for you. (laughs) She did a great job. I was a little disappointed there was one possible detail that they could have tossed into that gambling scene. And it's not entirely clear that they didn't because the gangster had two pair. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual tattoo for the police officers in uh, Rampart mm-hmm. yeah. was the dead man's hand. So it's it was true. two pair. It was a, 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 a Oh, mates. yeah. That could have been really fun. Um, and I was like, oh, I, the second on my second watch through, I'd already looked at the Rampart scandal stuff. I was like, oh, is that going to be, is there going to be a second detail there? Oh, and it's you like, were expecting too much. <laughs> maybe, maybe, no. maybe there was because like they showed the back of the hand and it's like, it's clear. It's a black card and it's it could be eight. I, I don't know. It wasn't a two pair and three of a kind, so not nobody said full house or no, no. no it was two two pairs. Aces and eights was was dead man's oh, end. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> two pair. Okay. Okay. Hey, I saw Deadwood. That was clearly factual, right? <laughs> yeah, Deadwood definitely not based on a true story. Just actual found footage. <laughs> they had color then, right? That's not all right. Well, we're, we've moved on to discussion of Deadwood. Is there any other? <laughs> stuff for this movie that we should talk about before we move to the character build. I think we're ready. For listeners who are new to this podcast, we roll to see who's going to guide the conversation and also break ties when and if we're at a stalemate. And rolling dice is fun. What are we all rolling with tonight? Well, I am rolling a critical roll die. I searched around through all my dice to try and figure out something that would work for this. I had a couple of other alternates, but I didn't like them I had a hard time, too. But, um... I am rolling the die for Percy because I feel mm-hmm. like this character starts off and we're supposed to start trusting him and understand that he understands the streets, but uh Yeah, a trusted person but that Jake kinda knows doesn't shit. and and he's he's clearly got a dark side to him. We discover that pretty early on, honestly. There's some corruption. Smoke this. Um, <laughs> smoke monster. Smoke uh, but we yeah, smoke monster, indeed, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> I didn't think of my, my smoky dice. Good. I have a few of those. <laughs> Good narcotics well. officer. I have <laughs> narcotics running through their blood. I have it, but you have. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. <laughs> in any case, I, I felt like if we are going to succeed at making this character, and I think that's going to be a little bit of a stretch, then uh, this, is the, this is the darkness character in your party. This is the mm-hmm. character that is a bit of a risk. Bidegi. Everybody's looking over and going, hmm, can we trust this guy? Mm. Yeah, good, good. I like it. Well, I have a liquid core die from Fanroll, uh, and it has kind of silver in the middle and gold numbering, and it's sort of a dark. You could tint argue to if, it. You, if you shake it around, it could be a little smoky too. Yes, or PCP, <laughs> or PCP. <laughs> yes, yeah, one it. or the other. Smoke it, Ian. I don't have a gun to your head. This is an audio medium. <laughs> But like the silver and gold uh, for the badge and the ah, oh badge. Okay. the badge, sure. And he's almost always wearing black. Yeah, very true, cool. true. How about you, Karina? Well, I have a die from Crystal Maggie, and this is Lepus Lazuli, so it's got a bit of the blue because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're police officers, and it has on the 20 a howling wolf inside of a moon, and as we absolutely know, to protect the sheep, you got to catch the wolf, and it takes a wolf to catch a wolf. Indeed. Are you a wolf? <laughs> Are you a sheep? And at the end, he confuses the metaphor with like... When the rabbit has the gun, like, Ethan, it's not a rabbit. (laughs) It's a sheep. (laughs) All right. Well, should we roll for initiative? Yeah, let's do it. You can see pictures of these dice on our Instagram at Hollywood Rolls. I'll be taking a backseat on this one. I've got a four. Uh, I have a 10. Definitely me. I have an 18. All right. Okay, let's start a race. I don't have a lot of great options for race on this character. I feel like, I mean... 
the class discussion is always the real I feel like the problem is we don't know a lot about this character prior to him being so corrupt, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to extrapolate a lot from like, he's so troubled. He does, and it's it's unclear whether or not it's a manipulation tactic, but he does keep saying to Jake, like, you remind me of me. Mm. Like, And so yeah. I feel like he was... So does Roger, too, though, right? Yeah. So that's interesting. So it seems like, to some extent, like, he did maybe come in as a completely, like, straight arrow cop. And power and just... crops, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And someone tried to make him smoke something, and he was like, no, I'm not gonna. And he got the shit beaten out of him. And so he's like, no, can't do that anymore. Just gotta always do the bad thing. That's interesting, isn't it? I wonder if, like, part of what he's saying to Jake and his, like... Like the first like ride is like that shit will get you killed out here. It was actually based off of stuff. It's like you know Spanish. He's like, do you know Spanish? Yeah, that'll get you killed. Like, what if he didn't know Spanish first? He has a little bit of Korean too. Like, I wonder if all of this he is knows a lot of necessity. languages. That's going to come up later in the character build for absolutely. sure. Or we need at least three languages. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I wonder if like why he's saying that is also like I've learned this. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna spout it to you like it's true wisdom. But mm-hmm. really, he probably had to learn it the hard way too. So to that end, I, I I looked a little bit at feats, very little at feats, and I didn't have a lot in mind. But one of the things that was kind of vaguely interesting in feats was linguist. If we didn't have access That's to languages otherwise. That's the only thing I was going to look at, too. Yeah. Is, yeah, but I feel like we always have but at least a couple choices of yeah. uh, We're talking about languages. race. <laughs> well, yeah. I mentioned that because is there a race variant more? human would give oh. us a feat at the beginning, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Um, and of course, there are also marks in the, in the human. Well, options. yes, there are marks. Oh, um, God, the marks. I wasn't actually going for the human oh, mark, no. though. You find? I was it's going a, for the, the half-orc mark. Oh, okay. Um, which you can also actually access as a, as a human. I keep forgetting there are marks that aren't <laughs> human. Uh, but the one I have in particular does uh, apply to humans as well. Okay. Uh, but what I like about half-orc is you get the menacing or uh, proficiency in intimidation, which... We're going to get intimidation you, somehow. We're going to sure. get intimidation somehow. He's definitely an intimidating person, yeah. for sure. Yes. And even as a goody two-shoes cop, you should have intimidation. So that that works. I, I mean, I would argue Ethan Hawke is intimidation. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Choir boy with intimidation. Oh, you're laughing, but I, I really believe that. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I'm also a goody two-shoes person. So if Ethan Hawke came at me with a gun, I'd be like, yes, sir. <laughs> See, the other thing he gets is uh, Relentless Endurance, uh, which is where you get to kind of pop Ooh. back up to one hit point, which when the, he's passed, he's passed out on the, the street When the Russians there, have completely annihilated him at the end and he still manages to make it out of the car halfway. There's that. Well, I was actually yeah. thinking that's of good, the one yeah. where he's on the asphalt after Jake has been punching him in the car and then oh, drags yeah, yeah, him yeah, out. Like, he looks passed out and that's when he has the bunny uh, He does certainly line. have a good constitution you thing going on there. You know what's really fun for that is it's, it's something that I always attribute to like a horror movie bad guy where they keep coming back <laughs> keep one coming last back. time. I'm like, ooh. Well, he's a bad guy. Yeah, keep popping back up. Because <laughs> he pops up from there and just gives a full-on speech. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he soliloquizes for quite a bit <laughs> and then tries to make a break for LAX. Uh, and the last thing you get is uh, Savage Attacks, which just gives you extra damage when you get a critical. But the Mark of Finding is interesting because it's it's sort of around locating things. But it gives you Hunter's Intuition, which gives you wisdom checks. You get an extra D4. Added to them. Not all wisdom checks. What kind of wisdom checks? Uh, survival and perception. Survival and perception. Perception checks are always great to have an extra band- advantage mm-hmm. on. He's scrappy. Yeah. He survives. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he did find the money in uh, Macy Gray's house. He did. Um, yeah, that's true. And it, it generally just heightens your uh, senses and looking for prey or things. He's definitely preying on everybody <laughs> this, <true>. day. this <laughs> day. This day. This <laughs> day, everyone's the prey. He's the wolf and everybody's a sheep. And it but. gives you a plus two in wisdom and plus one in con. Okay. Those yeah. are both good. But he also seems like he's skillfully manipulating people. And Karina, I think you have an option that gets us there. So I was going down in the same way that I feel like this character is extremely charisma heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both for intimidation and just being kind of charismatic in general. I liked tiefling. And yeah. specifically, I liked fear in a tiefling. Because 
as the Ian, you like this, the flavor text. Yes. Ooh, the yes, flavor text. Yes. A master manipulator, Fiona grants tieflings tied to her forceful personalities. So you get your charisma score increases by two and your wisdom goes up by one. Pretty solid. Pretty good. And then as part of your legacy, you get as uh, your spells, you get the friend's cantrip. At third level, you can get charm person. Oh, yeah. Fast friends that know immediately that you, you've you screwed them with a spell. That's pretty solid. Yeah. They're like, you're like hey, what's up? Or you One pass, minute like, later. By, oh, Whoa, fuck. What the that fuck? Guy, that guy was a cop. We see him do it <laughs> in the jungle. Yeah. I hate that guy. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and you get suggestion, too. Yeah, it's, a, it's great. Yeah, it's a pretty good option. I, I, I like it for that. And he's also like, you know, he's just a little bit like, you know, maybe he's born a little bad, but it's also mostly just like he's, you know, he's a charismatic guy. I feel like Tiefling has a really good flavor in terms of it. It, it has some of the racial stuff going on hmm. where you, you feel like you're a bit of an underdog and are already excluded from society. Yeah, and, and you make your way in society. You've got your niche. And you can go either way. You can either sort of mm-hmm. fit into that and just drive drive down that I'm I'm evil, I'm a bad guy path. Or mm-hmm. you can you can really fight hard against it. And I think Or you can go in the middle and be corrupt. You can just become you can go you can you can try to be good. You can become a cop and then you know fall in with the bed. That's well, he great. feels like he's serving a purpose uh, for society, oh. and he's just making it uh, yeah, benefit it, himself. It's the, it's the idea, right? Of like, once you like take an inch, you'll take you know, you'll become the ruler. Like, Alonzo one hundred percent believes he's the good guy in this story. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, he does. Yeah, he is. He's the necessary evil, and like he's doing it so that he can put these people away. Yeah, <laughs> all good villains are always like very yeah. right, right? Like, like is he wrong? I mean. Depends on your morality, right? Like, where does, you know, certainly I think there's still many people in power that still do this to this day. <laughs> yep, yep. We haven't done her a few good men build yet, but this is the this is the Jack Nicholson speech for sure. You Absolutely. can't handle the truth. Yep. I, I, only I you can want do me it. on that wall. You need me on that wall. Only I can do it and I'm doing it well and yeah. I'm making you all money and I, I make the prisons. This is what's feeding all of you the money. I and mean, that was years, that was 2001. Yeah. 20 plus years later, it's the same it's shit. Same. <laughs> Well, any other options or should we uh, move forward with tiefling? I like it. Plain human, but tiefling is a better choice than yeah. human. Yeah, I looked a little bit at hobgoblin, but I actually, I think tiefling works better than what I was thinking for hobgoblin. That was more about like how he needs his like people his around people him, around him. Yeah. to really make him buildable there. And I guess it depends on how we you only... want table playing though. Yeah. And I feel like we, we mostly, I feel like the charisma angle on that is a better angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think actually Hobgoblin might work better for the Ethan Hawke character as far as like being able oh, to yeah. charismatically get people to rally around him and now like, come on, everybody, let's go get him. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. For sure. <laughs> okay. So I think we're set on Fiona Tiefling. Class is going to be interesting. And I'm curious your all thoughts because I was very lazy and I only had two thoughts. <laughs> Can I start with a joke one? I think it might be my joke one too, but oh, no. we'll see. Bloodhunter? Uh-huh. That's <laughs> also he's my a wolf. <laughs> So Bloodhunter, Order of the Lycan, because a monster to fight monsters. And it takes a wolf to catch a wolf. <laughs> well, we get the critical role content and then, it's then true. we get to pick up the gunslinger feet. So yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, purely for the joke. I was trying to see if it was mechanically proper. Not really, besides the fact that it is like you know, it, again, in the flavor text of Ian, right? Do you have mm-hmm. a, an argument for the flavor text, Ian, besides like it's a monster to fight monsters? No. You're basically like a monster trope. hunter, which is <laughs> what blood hunters are supposed to do. So you're supposed to be like inherently a sort of a little bit I'm bad, but I feel good, like I go get the bad guys. So you blood hunter, uh, order the like and specifically you can turn into a werewolf. Uh see critical role campaign three. Chutney slash chutney. <laughs> Chutney. Definitely didn't try to kill Santa. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you could, yeah, with this one you can turn into a wolf. 
So like I almost like this one as far as like if you wanted to truly like table play this in a wacky way where it's like, do you want to hide it from your party that you are a bad guy? Be like, hey, what's up? You're a friendly neighborhood paladin over here. What's yep. going on? And then you just go like, we'll form out on people when you're like, uh-uh, I got to go you know, crazy on somebody. I think that could be an interesting way to play this at the table. It might be more advanced. Even it kind of confuses me, so maybe more advanced. <laughs> Not that I'm a seasoned player necessarily, Does it but work? probably, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Jenny is a rogue. Is a rogue like a throw uh, blood hunter, yeah. and he makes it work. But uh, I'm sure you can make it work. Yeah. Well, I think we all know what option I got to root for here, right? Yes, absolutely. Warlock. I mean, clearly. I did take a gander at Warlock, to be honest. I just couldn't quite make something work. I, so the story perspective for Warlock, I think, is actually pretty solid here, oh. right? So the standard story for a Warlock is reaching out to dangerous powers beyond your control mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then getting corrupted. So like that that feels solid. I know. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, now what? But, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much the, that's the, that's the part that works. But I think the interesting <laughs> question is, who is the patron here? Uh-huh, was, and I think was... there is an answer. And I think, it, I think it's a little bit interesting to have that discussion. Because if we were going to go with Warlock, then the patron... Um, seems to me to be either one or all three of the three wise men. Oh, I think about the wise men. Yeah. Um, and the wise men to me strike me as either like fiends that he's made this this sort of devil's agreement yeah, with. Yeah, my best guess was going to be fiend as well. Or Archfey. And the thing that I liked mm. about Archfey was Archfey kind of works in an interesting way mechanically. So Archfey is going to give us Fey presence to let you charm or frighten people that are nearby you. Ooh, I like that. So that that fits into our general like manipulation, intimidation charm thing going on. Charm, frighten, yeah. That seems like both both sides of this character. And then at sixth level, and I didn't know how high we were likely to get him, so sixth level seemed possible, but sure. not super likely. We get Misty Escape, which allows you to vanish in a puff of mist in response to harm. He doesn't exactly vanish in immediate response to harm, but he does manage to make a couple very successful escapes in the movie. Ultimately, he fails at both of them. Yeah. But that can be an attempt, right? <laughs> but they, they were solid attempts, and, you know, maybe he felt safe and turned off the invisibility. That being said, I, I think Warlock as a flavor isn't necessarily going it's to, not gonna feel like playing this It's not going to feel like playing this character. <laughs> I think it's it's an interesting idea, like... This may be a really oblique way to play this character that could be kind of cool. Like if you're just trying to figure out a story for a character that that starts out good and gets corrupted over time by bad mm-hmm. forces, this might be good inspiration for that. But it would be, yeah. it's not what we do on this podcast. That would be a much bigger, much bigger. Div- uh, In the same yeah. way, though, I feel like Alonzo doesn't feel like he's beholding to anyone, right? He's like, he's saying, I'm literally King Kong. <laughs> yeah, that's. I am my own patron. <laughs> no, he is a... bigger than King Kong. Bigger than King Kong, right? <laughs> that, that's, his, that's his ultimate moment of warlock hubris i've gained all the power i need to i'm bigger than i'm bigger than my and own and now smash comes oh, the great shit. old one <laughs> yeah here comes cthulhu to put you in your place precisely all right to, to bring it back to actually way early in the podcast but the person this was based off of yeah uh-huh. they were independent they really didn't ha- have answer to anyone uh, yeah not even as part of Crash, which was, yes, the name of this organization that well, really existed yeah, the in the name OIPD. contained the word hoodlums. I can't. I just can't. Yeah, and this was not the shortly 90s. after we had Dare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> welcome to the nineties when we had to have acronyms for everything related to gangs and drugs, and that definitely worked, right? We're all free of drugs and gangs now. Yes, Everything's fine. Yes. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Reagan. <laughs> well, I had a couple of serious options that. Yeah, let's I get to like the serious ones. Yeah, please. I, I wanted two, and, okay. and maybe they work together. So a multi-class is what I'm hearing. A multi-class, maybe, <laughs> um, because. He clearly has a plan in mind throughout this entire movie. Fair. Oh, I know it's coming. I think Rogue Mastermind. Yeah. I like a lot. 
Ooh. Yeah, no, he feels like a mastermind. Rogue mastermind's really solid. So what's your other, what's your multi-class? Paladin Oathbreaker. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like I actually, Paladin Oathbreaker. I looked at Paladin Oathbreaker and I didn't feel like Paladin Oathbreaker managed the things I wanted it to, what? where another class I think did a little bit better. So the class I went to look at after I looked at Paladin was Cleric. Explain. Specific, Explain yourself, sir. <laughs> let me, and then this is going to be an Ian argument. So I'm going to get to uh-oh, that. Fla- I got to get that flavor text up in here. <laughs> getting flav- I'm getting flavor texted, turned against me. <laughs> Always. The Order Domain Cleric. The Order Domain represents discipline as well as devotion to the laws that govern a society, an institution, or a philosophy. Clerics of Order meditate on logic and justice as they serve their gods, examples of which appear in the Order's deities table. But let's actually talk about the mechanics. So you get proficiencies, including gaining proficiency in intimidation and persuasion, intimidation or persuasion. You get the voice of authority. You can invoke the power of law to embolden an ally or attack. So he can... Yeah, but he doesn't really do that. He He's... calls himself a cop a lot of he times. He does call himself a cop he a lot He uses time. the authority of being a cop. He it's doesn't true. He doesn't necessarily yeah. believe in the order anymore. Like, I think once he goes from cleric... It's a title that he slews around and only brings out his badge when he doesn't want to get shot by Jake. Yeah, and so your second level thing is channel divinity orders demand. You can use your channel divinity to exert an intimidating presence over others. You know, I'm not mad about it. Like, what if you just played a really, you are a corrupt cleric? Yeah. I mean, he is a corrupt cop. Like, he is mm-hmm. using the powers of being a cop to accomplish his bad deeds. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have that authority if it weren't for having been a cop in the first place. And I feel like this is a different way of representing that authority. This is the authority of the church rather than the authority of the state. Command, heroism, hold persons out of truth. He is always uh, wearing a cross. He is always wearing a cross, he you're right. He is always wearing a cross. He does have a religious symbol. Yeah, no. We've got to go cleric or paladin for that. Spell casting focus. <laughs> I think this might mechanically work better. I, uh, I think you might have a point there. I was, I was hell-bent on Oathbreaker Paladin because it felt, felt right, but I think mechanically you might have a good argument here. I really wanted Oathbreaker to work better than it did. I know. Yeah, I think that what's important then is... like. This doesn't scream cop to me in any way. If we don't ha- get it from there, I feel like we've got to get that in background somehow. We, I think we should get more cop in background. Oh, I, I agree with that fully. Yeah. That's great. Actually, I think that would be a nice little, yeah, end cap. If we, if we don't, yeah, if we take this here, that might inform our background. I think yeah. that's, an, but, yeah, I but what I, what I will say is the church, so the historic church, not the priests in a Catholic church today, but like during the crusades the church really does act as a strong authority in very much the same way the police do nobody That's expects it... the denzel washington character <laughs> no one expects <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah spanish inquisition definitely was a bad priest right yep 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 yep, 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 yep. <laughs> we can all agree clerics aren't always great <laughs> we, we, can, we can all agree the spanish inquisition that was bad right right that was we, bad, can all, we can all get time. behind that together and <laughs> they shouldn't do that again no so we kind of skipped over it but yeah. um, the the first suggestion i had was mm. mastermind so at third level when you choose the uh, type of rogue you're going to be uh, you do get something called master of intrigue which i think works pretty well for this character you get disguise kit and forgery kit but it also is more that you you know how to fit in with the groups that you're around and he's certainly does that and like has the lingo down he understands uh what he's going to have to do with each of the different gangs and places yeah, that he's going like and... multiple different gangs right and he yeah. seems to be what he needs to stay in the korean shop mm-hmm. but, yeah. mm-hmm. he's able to speak spanish well enough that no one stabs him so yeah good because <laughs> it seems like they all wanted to yeah <laughs> <laughs> to pass yourself off as a, as a native speaker um, and then I don't think I, a native speaker, but I think he's got enough leverage on all of them. They know that they can't kill a cop, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> there. 
The harder sell, I think, is whether or not we want to take him all the way up to level nine to get Insightful Manipulator. And I really do like this, um, which is where you get to ask the DM, like, where am I relative to this other character in terms of a particular stat? Can I take him? And he sort of has this ability to like read the room extremely well and understand what, what he needs to do next to try to ma- manipulate the other person. So I think what I want to say about that is I will get to this in the playability discussion, but I feel like it's going to be really challenging to succeed at playing this character in more than a one shot. And if you're playing in a one shot, the odds that you are going to be able to play a level 11 character are actually much higher than they would be much, most of the rest of the time. So that's not entirely unreasonable to me. Mm-hmm. I like Insightful Manipulator more for this character. I feel like that's actually accurate for this character. But then you put it into table play and I feel like, no, please no. <laughs> yeah, no. Fair. The way it works mechanically at table play doesn't is not going to feel like the, the, the way you Now you're the bigger it. asshole and your party's like, great, I guess we just got to marry Sue over here. <laughs> <laughs> everything beyond ninth level, I don't think really fits no, with this character. Not interesting at all. No. But I like everything about third level. Yeah, we can, just, we can keep it at five. That works. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a class. On to background. Let's talk about background. So he's haunted because. (laughs) All right. Tell us why he's haunted. He's clearly been a bright eyed, blinky, blinky little boy when he came into the forest, just like Jake was, right? And he's been corrupted and hardened by the streets. And just last week, he was in Vegas and he flew off the handle. (laughs) Oh, oh, the hunting came really recently. And beat a (laughs) Russian mafia important person to death. And now he's got a mark on his back. He's got to get a million dollars by the end of the week. And now today's the day. He's been planning it. And, uh, you know, when, when, when you look in his eyes, you want to do favors for him. And also he might have a gun to your head. And that might be more of why he's... If only the Russians had looked at him. Looked into those eyes. They would have seen yeah. the remorse, the remorse, the deep remorse. I know it doesn't work. No, no. Uh, no, it doesn't work no. Especially for this kind of character, which is really just sort of a bad guy. <laughs> it's hard to have remorse. All right. I want to I want to swing my weirdest shot uh, out of the gate. I think it's going to be mine. My, my weirdest shot is Azorius That's Functionary from <laughs> Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. Explain. So skill proficiency-wise, you're going to get insight and intimidation. Pretty solid. You're going to get two languages of your choice, which is the amount we need. Um, but most <laughs> important. feature. The feature is legal authority. You want to you want to cover it, Ian? This you have the yours. authority to enforce laws, and the status inspires a certain amount of respect and even fear in the populace. People mind their matters in your presence and avoid drawing your attention. They assume you have the right to be wherever you are. Showing your badge, effectively, gets you an audience with anyone you want to talk to, although it might cause more problems than it solves when you're oh, dealing gosh. with incorrigible lawbreakers. And but if yeah. you abuse this privilege, you can get in serious trouble with your superiors and even be stripped of your position. That doesn't really happen for him. but It doesn't, but it could have. <laughs> Why wasn't this our John Wick build? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we looked really closely at Ravnica for. for I don't know if Ravnica was out at that point. To be fair, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, I like that he gets the insight and intimidation in addition to the feet. I would just be an all milk toasty over here with City Watch Investigator or Criminal Spy or Smuggler was my my big. Oh, the other one I liked was Urban Bounty Hunter. Actually, what? Perhaps you are someone who has your ear to the street, aware of the doings of thieves, guilds, and street gangs. Bounty Hunter, though. I mean, he's he goes, making his own bounties. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided you're bad. I plant the evidence on you. There you go. Well, and he decides <laughs> one who, and done. Yeah, how much he's going to take Judge, for himself? Jury and... executioner. <laughs> 
yeah, the feature is ear to the ground. Uh, it's sort of like you uh, know that happenings in the streets and can act upon them. Fair. That's not bad for him. The other one I looked at for a weird reasons, Ian reasons as well, was Gambler here for Never Tell Me the Odds because it does feel I like- you were going to go with Gambler and I was like, no. <laughs> it, does, it does feel like he's constantly engaged in this sort of probability balance. Like, how do I kill him? When do I kill him? What do I do to make oh, this Oh, I thought work? you were going to say because he just like, you know, went to Vegas and definitely oh, gambled no, wrong by punching no. the wrong person. <laughs> not for literal gambling reasons because he's he's constantly playing the odds i think we already have that encapsulated pretty well in mastermind but mm-hmm. that yeah was... i think it's a hat on a hat yeah i like smuggler in a way too because he's literally like smuggling mm-hmm. you're acquainted with a network of smugglers who are willing to help you out in the tight situations while you're in a particular town city or similarly sized community you and your companions can stay for free in safe houses you get athletics and deception i feel like as table play maybe it works better than as the character Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned City Watch, which is I think the most milk toast like but very reasonable option. Athletics and insights, and your feature is Watcher's Eye. So you're experienced in enforcing the law and dealing with lawbreakers gives you a feel for local laws and criminals. You can easily find the local outposts of the watch or a similar organization and just as easily pick out the dens of criminals' activities in its community. Although you're more likely to be welcome to the former locations rather than the latter. So if it's but if you're we like can, a corrupted just, city watch. We can just flip it the other way around. If so we he knows more our, where the criminals cleric, are. Yeah, yeah, if we're doing our cleric bad, why don't yeah. we do our city watch bad? He's just a bad <laughs> cap. <laughs> he knows the baddies more than the city watch. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree with Ian's earlier point. If we get a little bit more cop feel from the background, then I think mm. that helps out the way the cleric feels. I think that's right. Yeah, I think, I, I I think like you're my right. other options without the uh, the the choice that we made in class. And I, I, I think, think I was trying to go the opposite way, where like we do paladin, then slap a city watch on it mm-hmm. to get that same feel. And I, now that we've gone cleric, I think we need to yeah go this other way so we can slap a little bit of corruption on the on the tail end. So Azoria's functionary then? I guess Azoria's functionary it is. All right. Well, I guess if you're playing in a one shot, then that's probably going to work out for you better than it does most of the time. What have you done? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's figure out what we're doing for the rest and then we'll answer that question. We finished discussion offline. And as far as ability scores, he's got high wisdom and charisma and a dexterity of 13. So we can get that multi-class rogue. And so to summarize, Alonzo is a fear and a tiefling with two levels in Order Domain Cleric and three levels of Mastermind Rogue, expertise in deception and intimidation, with the Azorius functionary background. So how playable is he? I think this might be a really fun one-shot character. If you've got enough time to do the heel turn, which is a big if... So yeah, I was thinking more like, what if we play it in like an e- like not evil campaign, but just like, oh, oh, what if we're just all like a bit of chuckle fucks and he's the one that's like, guys, what if we just kind of go a little dark? And what if he brings the party down with them into more of a chaotic evil sense? So I like the idea of the, there was a one shot that we talked about previously um, as a template for battle royales of uh-huh. being Game of Thrones. This could be a very fun character to bring to something like that. That could be the case. Yeah, I... Hmm. I don't want to keep mentioning it, but we did do a noir movie very recently, and uh, in in similar vein, I feel like this character would fit right at home in like a Blades in the Dark game. It's mm. a little harder to pull off in D and D because there's more of an expectation that you're actually going to be working as a team functionally. <laughs> Again, what if your team is just a bit? Oh, oh yeah, if your team all sucks, then yeah, <laughs> you're great. You suck with them. Alignments might start to matter. Yeah, perhaps, <laughs> unlike perhaps. they usually do. <laughs> okay, out of evil. Um, but like a lighter version of this character where you're playing with that, again, like more of a Percy thing going on. I think that's yeah. a little easier to pull off. I would actually argue 
um, Ian more chaotic neutral. Like whatever serves my needs at the time, I will do it. That's fair. That's, not that's... evil. He's not doing it because he's evil. I think he thinks he's right. He thinks he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever gets the job done. I get the job done out here. You don't even know. Yeah. He's more of an it was a necessary evil person, not I did it because it was evil. <laughs> yeah. And the ends will justify the means. I need I need to make this stick, so I will plant the evidence to make it stick. He was bad anyway. It was right that he went away. It's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's e- lawful evil works for that. Also lawful neutral works for that. Chaotic neutral, like maybe, but he he I think he is thinking that he is still the law. Like yeah, he's still you're right. representing he order and justice. Yeah, I think, you think mm-hmm. he is thinking he's correct, yeah. And and yeah. I think he could still work in D and D and you know, I don't disagree that Blades in Dark might be a better setting for this kind of character. Uh, I think it just depends on, uh, you need party buy-in, obviously, and you need to know where you're at, right? What what kind of game would this work? Maybe if it's like a heist, this might be a good heist kind of uh, campaign. I think you do like Waterdeep something, maybe? Yeah, I think the risk for party buy-in on this one is really what you need is not exactly party buy-in. You need a party that you know so well and that trusts you so well that they don't need the party buy-in so that Mm. you can actually have the effective, like, I was a bad guy all along turn yeah um because it, it and nobody be, to be absolutely mad at you <laughs> and no one to just be absolutely furious at your character yeah and it's it's okay to have your own motives in in campaigns it but... is it is absolutely okay to have your own motives but to come in as the crooked cop is, a, is i think a different <laughs> thing than just have your own motives because <laughs> as long as everybody knows that's kind of what's gonna happen yeah you know to some degree at the beginning then that's fine yeah to a certain extent just being like my character he's not who he says he is I, like there's going to be a surprise but i don't count on my character my my cleric is not going to heal you for very long <laughs> yeah and not everything mm-hmm. has to be a surprise to players you know, yeah. it depends, you, know, you know tables will vary and that's fine yeah so yeah so maybe and the answer is maybe the answer maybe is playable medium. <laughs> much like we always say with big caveats maybe yes. for your table maybe this isn't a first uh, it's go an advanced round. play though yeah, it, well, it, it also is going to take a strong personality if you want to actually feel like this are character. you denzel washington because <laughs> i don't think you are have I mean, you <laughs> won an oscar i don't think so <laughs> denzel washington if you're listening to our podcast please use the email at please, the end that'd please, be great please, please. we'd love to hear it <laughs> Want to play Alonzo Harris? You can find the character sheet at HollywoodRolls.com. Please leave us a rating on whatever podcatcher you use. Bribe a friend to listen. The best place to find us is HollywoodRolls.com. Email us suggestions for movies or characters at SmilesAndCries at HollywoodRolls.com. We're at HollywoodRolls on Instagram, at Hollywood underscore Rolls on Twitter, and Patreon at Patreon.com slash HollywoodRolls. We're not sponsored by... D&D Beyond. Wizards of the Coast. Kirkland Brand Spirits and Wines. Discord. Crystal Maggie. Critical Roll or Die Hard Dice. Fan Roll. Warner Brothers Pictures. Village Roadshow Pictures. Chevrolet. Volkswagen. Casio. Pacific Dining Car. The McCallan. JMB Scotch. Starbucks. LAX. Heisler Beer. Oster. Or Sony. Thanks for listening.